The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome to an Employment Law Show. Good to have you along on a Wednesday night. Here is how we uh, get active and get it rolling. 416-870-6400. Just that simple. Your calls and questions about anything to do in your life with employment law and employment lawyer and employment law in general. You have a question about the mandate, COVID-19, uh, being let go, severance, uh, temporary layoffs, constructive dismissal. Doesn't matter. Bring it on. We talk about it all. The actual topic tonight is going to be pretty interesting as well. You want to stick around for this one. And it is very common questions that Lior gets every day with the billions of phone calls that he gets every week and tries to get through them all he's got a big staff helping him out and your phone calls are always welcome by the way you want to reach out to anytime one 855 help at employmentlawyer.ca and i'll point you in the direction of another website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca whilst there you can uh, learn lots about employment law as it pertains to you and your work life, and also there is the Severance Pay Calculator. All of it's free and anonymous, so you can use that anytime you like. And uh, feedback is, is always welcome as well when it comes to that uh, that website. But that uh, that topic is coming up here in just a bit. You got uh, what do you got cooking tonight, pal? I am excited. You know, I I like to take a break from answering uh, calls to go on air and to talk to people on air. So this is exactly what we're doing right now. And if you have a question, issue, problem, dilemma. You name it, when it comes to your workplace rights, this is the opportunity that you have over the next 40 minutes or so to call us with those questions. I know the questions you have because I, I answer them daily, and I'll mm-hmm. talk about a lot of topics in between calls. But you know what? It's best for me to be able to help you so that you know when you go to bed a couple hours from now, you feel better uh, about things. You feel better when you wake up tomorrow because you're going to walk into work, know what to say to your boss, know what to do. And what your options are. This is the whole point of this show. The employment law show is to teach you your rights. The law is quite good. I've said this before, and a lot of people doubt me, but the law is very good. It's comprehensive, and it gives you a lot of options. But it can't help you if you don't know what it is. So by listening to the show, by calling us and asking your questions, you'll know what it is, and you'll know what to do if there's a workplace problems. But with that said, let's start with a couple of situations that came across my desk. Uh, first one I'll tell you about, I spoke with a gentleman that had worked for his uh, most recent employer for about a year. Now, he was recruited from another company through a headhunter. He wasn't looking to leave, but a year ago, he was convinced eventually to leave the job that he had for 10 years. So joined this company, and very recently... He was unfortunately let go because of his, his uh, vaccine status. Mm. Not vaccinated, he was let go. Company, of course, said we're letting you go for cause because we have a policy about vaccinations. You chose not to be, so we're letting you go, no compensation. He called me, and the first question that he had, of course, is, am I owed compensation? And I think our regular listeners know by now that, of course, he is. He's, if he were let go, if he's let go because of the vaccine uh, policy that an employer has, you are owed severance. Unless there's a government mandate in place, if you lose your job, you're owed severance. But the second question, of course, was how much severance is you? Right. And that's when we're talking about this concept that we've talked before about inducement. What does that mean? He was recruited from another job. He was induced to leave another job. He had that job for 10 years. 
he was recruited away and was let go after a year. Well, what does that mean for his severance? It means that now his employer has to pay him based on his total years of service, including the previous company. So he is now an 11-year employee. Even though you only work for this employer for one year, for the purposes of severance, he's an 11-year employee. So guess what? He's going to be owed about a year's severance. He only worked for a year. He's going to be owed a year's pay. I'm going to help him get that. But I wanted to remind everyone that COVID-19 vaccines, none of that has changed the law. And it hasn't changed this concept of inducement where you're going to be owed enhanced severance if you're recruited from another job. Now, John, listen, if he wasn't recruited from another job and he just had the one-year service, he'd still be owed three, maybe four months severance. That's still a lot of money. But with the fact that he was recruited, we're looking at a year's pay. So keep in mind, if you lose your job, yes, you're owed severance, and you may be surprised by just how much you're actually owed. Would the story be different if this employer that just had him on for one year had written something into his initial contract saying we will not recognize previous service, blah, 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 blah? As it should have, yes. An employer can do that, can avoid this whole dilemma by making it clear that there's going to be no recognition of past service, but that has to be explicit. And oftentimes employers don't bother doing that. They didn't with him. So yes, for an employer, you certainly want to do that. For an employee... If you're going to leave a secure job, you want to also be careful with what you sign yep. because you don't want to sign something that's later later going to hurt you, that's going to cost you. Always a good idea to give me a call before you sign an employment agreement. What's the, uh, what's the second matter you got going on, pal? Spoke with a lady who uh, had worked uh, for one of the major banks, and she was told recently that her position at the bank is being eliminated. And they said, well, we now are giving you two options. Your position is eliminated, but we're giving you two options. Option number one, you stay at this branch, but you have to take on a different role. That role comes with a pay cut. So that's option one. Option two, you can take a similar role to what you already have, but at a different branch, about an hour and a half away. And you got to tell us what you want to do, which of those two options. So she called me, of course, confused and, and upset. What do I do? Are those my options? Well, of course, John, what I told her is that there's the third option, which may be the one that makes the most sense, which is to say, none of the above. None of those options are acceptable. Instead, I'm treating this as a termination, a constructive dismissal. Her employer is changing the terms of her employment, either a pay cut or a, a distant relocation. They don't have a right to do that, and she can treat that as a termination. Now, she'd been with this bank for a long time. She's going to be owed over a year's severance, and I'm going to help her get that. And for her, that's a relief. She didn't want a pay cut. She didn't want to have to commute an extra hour and a half each way every single day. And there's an important reminder there that it's not just the options that your employer gives you. There's always a different option that the law provides. Mm. If your employer changes terms of employment, you often and usually have the right, the option, to treat that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, and get your severance. This is the question I usually ask you to follow up that. I mean, this one's pretty extreme, but in some situations it might not be as extreme. Would this person that this has been uh, thrown upon, can they say, you know what, it, it might not be that bad. Maybe in the long run it'll benefit me in some way, shape, or form. Can I just take it for a little bit of a, of a ride and, and not commit to it if they do that in writing? Yeah, you, you have a bit of a window to try it out, so to speak. Uh, as long as you tell your employer, yes, I'm doing, I'm not accepting, I'm going to just try this out, 
Uh, and, and as long as it's for a limited time, you can't say, well, let me try it out for the next 10 years and see how it goes. <laughs> uh, but as long as it's a limited, you know, a few weeks, maybe a couple of months, you can do that, but you have to say so in writing. 416-870-6400 is, is how we get it done. Robert, thanks for taking the time tonight. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I'm, in this situation, I'm a first-time caller, but I was as I was telling the screener, um, I was laid off in April just after the COVID started. Oh. Um, I couldn't get a copy of the of the uh, layoff letter because uh, they sent they emailed it to my work email, which they got rid of uh, several weeks later. Um, so I really don't know the the parameters of that, but I still have a work phone from them. I still have benefits from them. What is my classification as an employee, you know, 19, 20 months later? Oh, I, my, oh my gosh. Yeah. What a, what a, a difficult thing to be put on a layoff now almost two years uh, for almost two years. So here's what the law says can happen here. You really have two options. Option number one is you continue to wait and see if they call you back to work. But the second option, the law says, you now can treat this as a termination. In fact, you could have done that in April 2020, but you absolutely can treat this as a termination and get severance. So the question you have to ask yourself is, am I willing to just keep waiting and how long are you going to wait? I have no clue. It could be another 20 months. Or are you going to say enough is enough? Let me get severance and let's move on to a different job. Now, Robert, how long have you worked for this company? I was there, uh, well, I guess officially I'm still employed, so I, I, I don't know. You can correct me on that, but uh, I was there for over six years. So you'd probably be looking, depending on, on your age and exact position, anywhere from eight to nine months pay. So that's what's at stake for you. That's a lot, of course. So if you've had enough, if you want to pursue this as a termination and get severance, and by the way, that's not difficult to do, let's connect off air and I'll help you do that. Robert, appreciate the call, and we're going to let you go. Here is how you do that. That is 1-855-821-5900. Chris, stand by. You are up next here on the Employment Law Show. Stand by. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to it. First, before we do anything else, in that regard, Chris, you are up. How are you? Not bad. How are you guys? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? So uh, I've been on unpaid leave uh, since mid-October. Uh, um, I work at a, a, a warehouse. Well, I'm not unionized. Uh, my employer basically told us, posted something in August saying every everybody has to be uh, vaccinated. So... They, I went to, to my employer. They, they asked me, you know, are you unvaccinated? I said, or, and I said, no. Um, I asked them for to get testing instead because I was completely, I'll, I'll get tested, no problem there. They said, no, your only choices are to get vaccinated or unpaid leave. So I took the unpaid leave. Uh, I had correspondence with them back and forth leading up to the unpaid leave. There's no determined time. Uh, they said, you know, you you can be terminated. They didn't. Again, they didn't give uh, anything. Nothing was specific. So I, I think basically, well, like I, I told them verbally, I said, basically, I said, you guys are putting people like me in a chokehold financially thinking that we'll cave. 
and he just sort of shrugged his shoulders and didn't answer. So, Chris, what's your question exactly? So, basically, I know I, I want to know what my options are because I would like to go back, but they're not giving me uh, uh, any time. I, I don't want to get vaccinated. I, I would like to go back, but again, I don't know if I should wait it out if if there's that if that's even an option. Also, I, I want to know if I get because they also said if you get another job, let us know. I think that's to sort of let them off the hook for for severance. Right. So so let's break this down a bit. In terms of waiting, there is no uh, way to know how long you'd be waiting. Listen, if this pandemic continues for another two years, then you could be waiting two years. And even then, they could decide not to bring you back and, and just terminate you. So right. waiting is not necessarily a good option because you could be waiting, frankly, forever. The other option that you have is you can treat this leave now as a termination you can make the decision that by putting you on a leave, they've terminated your employment, and that requires them to pay you severance. So that makes it your decision, not theirs. As if you knew you're going to go back in two weeks, then it probably wouldn't make sense. You want to go back, you'd go back in two weeks, continue working. But there's no reason to think you'd be back in two weeks, two months, or, or at all. So I actually think that the termination option may be the best. Uh, and how long have you worked there for, Chris? Uh, this February would be 20 years. So you're probably looking at about 18 months pay. That's a lot of severance that you'd be owed. If that's what yeah. you choose to do, Chris, you have that option. Let me know. We'll get going on that and make it happen. But I just don't see how waiting when it's indefinite makes uh, makes sense here, right? Right, yeah. Because I, I, I spoke to a, a, a friend of a, a family, friend of a family member that has some WSIB experience and she said she's not quite sure she goes but you can get a job and they if they call you back you can go back but I said you know I asked sort of some questions about having do if, if I go to another job doesn't that mean I've left this job so well if you if you start working it's not that you've left this job because if they've terminated you they've terminated you but uh, it, it will reduce the amounts that they would have to pay you so I think the decision that you have to make right now is do you wait or do you treat this as a termination? And obviously that's a personal decision. I can't make that for you. What I can right. tell you is if you want to treat it as a termination and get that 18-month severance, let's connect and, and make it happen. Also, there's I, I, I emailed them and I asked them if there was any contract signed uh, when I was hired, and they said no, there was nothing, nothing signed. Good. There's no contract. So uh, that's that's very good news. It means that there's no terms limiting your entitlements, so that makes it that much easier to get you the severance that you're owed, Chris. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Here is how you reach out, my friend. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Going to move on uh, down the line to Tony. Hi, Tony. Thanks for standing by. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How you doing? Good, mate. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, so I'm an employer, just a small company, plumbing. And uh, to make a long story short, I'm a little bit confused on what I got to do. And uh, through the pandemic, I've sort of closed down a little bit because I don't want to deal with too many people in the COVID situation. Uh, minus the fact everybody needs a plumber today, right? So I've had an employee for the past year, roughly, and uh, verbally agreed to a lot of things, no contract set in place. And 
the biggest thing that I think that I sort of lost or maybe a little confused on is the fact that as of November-ish, uh, or yeah, November, October, um, we had an agreement verbally that I would sign him up to write his for his license with the ministry and, uh, you know, help him out, take care of everything, and, um, you know, just when school's ready, go to school, and we'll figure things out as we go. Uh, long story short, I signed him up, registered him, and then as soon as he got that contract through the uh, ministry, he basically didn't show up to work. I text a call, and I asked him, hey, what's going on? We got some customers waiting, and uh, no response. So a day later, he replies, hey, man, I'm not feeling well. Kids are bad. Uh, I'm not coming in. You're going to have to do everything on your own for now. So I said, okay, wasn't sure. Like, what's going on? No response. A couple of days later, again, I'm not coming back to work. Uh, I'm, I'm really depressed. And you're a bad employer and everything through text. So I was like, what? I didn't understand. And then after the fact, I figured two weeks later, you know what? This guy's not coming to work. I'm going to cancel his agreement because I think maybe that's why he was only in, the, in my company was the fact that I could get him signed up for his license and he can go and write, do his own thing and become you know, a service guy out in the street on his own. So I called the ministry, I emailed them, and I said, listen, the guy's not working for me anymore. So there's no reason for me to keep this agreement for the training and uh, paperwork. So they canceled. I, he finally seen that, that uh, email through the, the ministry about two weeks later, now we're talking December, and uh, he sent an email back saying he didn't quit, he didn't, uh, he didn't, uh, he sh that I canceled his agreement uh, inappropriately and illegally, and now at that point I'm a little bit confused, like if I did something wrong, and I don't know what his intentions are, but he said he'll, he might come back to work in March. So I text him like, are you okay, Is what's going on? And no responses back whatsoever. And everything he wanted to do was through text rather than a voice phone call. So I have everything recorded on text, but apparently this so, guy so doesn't Tony, want to come back. Yeah. This got to be a, a, an important lesson here that yes. next time you have an agreement with someone, it has to be in writing. There's no, you yeah. know, uh, hey, let's have a coffee and, and agree to terms. You can do that, Correct. but the, then you have to confirm that in an agreement. So the way I see it, you, you had an agreement in place that you'll help him out and get him a license as long as he continues working for you. He didn't right. meet uh, his end of the bargain, so you don't have to meet yours. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's the deal. Now, of course, because there's nothing in writing, he can say that there was a different deal. It's going to be hard for him to prove anything. He would have to prove it if, if he wants to, uh, to try to pursue something. Now, okay. in terms of his employment status, I think at this point, you could consider him to have resigned. Uh, and unless you want to rehire him at some point, I don't see why you would have to. Uh, but right. if you're going to go that route, you have to issue him a record of employment. You have to do this properly uh, and you know, make sure that, that it's clear that you've resigned. Here's a record of employment that says that you've resigned uh, and, and do it that way. But certainly the best lesson here for, for you and, and for anyone listening, if you're an employer, you want to have these types of deals put down in writing with both sides signing it. Yeah, I, I, and I do know that is my fault in, re, in reality. But um, is there any legal action he can take, or do I owe him anything in regards to the money along those lines, like severance, as I heard your last caller? Uh, is there anything that I need to do in regards well, to that besides the record of employment? 
I, I don't see why you would, I, because again, I don't know. The, I haven't seen the nature of your co- correspondence with him or, or discussions. But to me, it looks like he has resigned himself voluntarily. He didn't come to work. You tried to get him. He didn't show up. So on that basis, no, you would not owe him anything. Okay. And, um, yeah, so my, my only concern is the fact that in text, he, and, and over conversation on the phone uh, for the first week, was, like, I'm a bad boss. <laughs> I'm, I'm worse than most of the other plumbing companies he's worked for, and, you know, I'm taking advantage of him for some weird reason, which, you know, I've never, I've never done. But uh, everything at that point was conversation through phone. And then after the fact, probably a week later, I got a few texts saying that, you know, I'm a bad guy and I'm all this. So if he decides that his, his, he didn't quit, he's depressed or not feeling well, is there anything I'm obligated? Like, because he's, he's mentioned in the email uh, to the ministry now that he's trying to get the contract back saying that I um, – Legally, I, I, Tony, I, I think you don't want to wait for anything more corresponds from him. You've got to t- say right now you've resigned. You don't want to wait for him to start trying to reposition uh, what happened. I would do that right now, clear and clear cut. You've resigned. Here's a record of employment and end it that way. Tony, appreciate that. Going to move on. 416-870-6400 this is how you do it. Mikey, thank you for standing by. Good evening. Hello. Hey, my friend. What's up? Uh, I'm a part-time municipal employee, non-unionized, and have been on an unpaid leave due to COVID vaccination policy, but been on paid leave for uh, since January 1st. There was a whole bunch of leading up to that, but basically on leave, on leave since January 1st. Is there a time frame I have up to, to claim a constructive dismissal or pursue pursue a claim against the employer for wrongful dismissal? Yes, you, you have two years from when this uh, leave started. So if the leave started in January 2022, you would have until January of 2024. Uh, you have two years, but the reality is unless you expect to be called back soon, I don't know why you would want to wait. I mean, may as well just deal with this now, get compensated and, and move on. The likelihood of them changing their mind on the vaccination status in the next couple of months is very small. So you're likely not going to be back anytime soon, if at all. Uh, so yep. you can pursue this now. But if you were to be a, inclined to wait, you have two years from when the leave started to pursue any claim for constructive dismissal. Okay, and is that something? I guess, could I mean, it's small dollars. We're talking a few thousand dollars a year or whatever it is. Is it something you could pursue yourself in a small claims court environment? Is that how that would work? Yes. Yeah, you, okay. you can, or or we have paralegals at my firm, for example, that just handle small claims matters, so they can help you with that as well. Uh, I'm not a big fan uh, of pursuing matters on your own, because just because the, the dollar amounts are, are small doesn't mean that the legal issues are simple. And, right. you know, most lay people are just not going to know how to position this correctly. Can you? You can try. Uh, I would much rather you have proper representation if you're going to go that route. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. You want to uh, reach out. Here's how you do it. Uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we'll move on down to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. And um, sure. here, here's my situation. Now, I've been working at a car, car wash auto detailing center for 
17 years and you know like um um yesterday i never showed up for work because you know i was having some issues with depression and my mental health and and then i call my boss up and you know he tells me um don't bother me you know he says to me don't bother me and he says i like i've hired three new guys and then he's telling me i'll call you when i need you and now, since I've been a long-time em- employee, does your boss have a right to tell you those words on the phone? Like he, it feels like he's, um, you know, like uh, t- telling me from what he's saying. He wants me, like he's not giving me any work. He's giving me the runaround, and then he's telling me he hired three new guys because I never showed up for work. You so know. the key here is to avoid a he said, she said situation. You want to confirm with him that he told you that there's no work for you. And the reason for that is you didn't show up for work and, and you spoke to him later. You don't want him to say, no, no. When I spoke with the Jamie later, he told me that he's quitting. Right. So you don't want that. No, so I would want you to send him a text message or an email or something right now saying that, you know, I, I was feeling sick yesterday, I didn't show up, I contacted you after, and you said you hired people and, and that I don't, you don't have any work for me. Once you do that, now it's a termination and he owes you severance, and after 17 years, you could be looking at as much as 18 months' pay. But the key yeah. here is to avoid a situation where he says, no, no, that's not what happened. We need it in writing to confirm what actually was said. Yeah, he's telling me, don't bother me. And I'm like, I'm not bothering you. Like, I'm just calling you to tell you, like, giving you the heads up, the runaround, what happened to me. Like, I was really, really depressed and having a lot of anxiety, and I wasn't able to go in. And he's thinking, well, how come you're not calling me? And he's like, you're not um, telling me these things. And he feels like I'm not interested in work, but I do want to go back. So, so you need that in writing. You absolutely have to send a, a, an email or a text message. Anything verbal at this point is not going to help you. Saying okay. exact number one, uh, I, I was not feeling well, so I couldn't come in. Number two, I contacted you after. Number three, you told me that there's no more work for me. Uh, and, and number four, I want to come back as soon as possible. And then yeah. unless he calls you back to work, if he does, that's fine. If he doesn't, I want you to call me at the office because that's a termination. And after 17 years, you have substantial entitlement. Jay, you are up next. Good evening. Hi, my name is Jay. I've been with the same employer for 28 years uh, since lately the vaccine mandates came up. And uh, basically what happened is um, I have a medical condition, got a letter of exemption. Uh, They told me that my letter of exemption was accepted. They told me that uh, I should be off work. I've been working since uh, November. Now, uh, the HR department called me recently, and they're telling me that I should consult my doctor about taking the vaccine, despite the, the fact that I have a medical exemption. Where do I go from here? So my first question, uh, Jay, are you part of a union? Yes. So... Where you go from here is you have to talk to your union. There's literally no other place to go from here other than to get your union's advice and support. They're the only ones that can advise you what to do. They're the only ones that can pursue the matter for you if it needs to be pursued. Uh, you know, If you're not a unionized employee, 
I would tell you to, to say to them that you're, you're still exempt and, and you can't get the vaccine, uh, but that may not be good enough here. So you have to talk to your union. They're the only ones that are able to help you in this situation, Jay. All right. Thanks, Jay. We're going to leave it at that, and we're going to move on here to another phone call. you got some time, 416-870-6400, and we'll get to Mark. Hiya, Mark. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? So uh, in my situation, I was let go uh, with three months of pay with benefits, and uh, two weeks into uh, being off, I ended up uh, having... um, an injury or a surgery and uh with that surgery i am on now on long-term disability would i be entitled to um would i be entitled to uh severance pay so so you you've already lost your job you've already been paid the severance is that right no 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 so i was in the process of hiring a lawyer Ah, and, you yeah. know, finding out what we could do. Uh, but I ended up um, getting severance pay. Uh, sorry, I was getting my weekly severance pay. So it's like I was getting paid. But then two weeks into it, I ended up getting um, surgery, which I almost got, you know, paralyzed. But put that aside, I just wanted to know, am I still entitled to severance pay, even though I'm going on long-term disability? Because what ended up happening is they switched me over to short-term, and then I never got paid anything. And you never signed an agreement with the company about severance? No, no. And how long did you work there for, Mark? Seven years. So, yes, you're absolutely entitled to severance. And the fact that you're going on short-term or long-term disability, I should say, does not change that. And and I wouldn't wait on this. Depending on, on your age and specific position, you could be looking at eight, nine, maybe even ten months of pay and, and especially if you now uh, have a medical condition and you can't work, that can mean even more severance. So, yeah, you're absolutely owed severance, and it's not going to be difficult to get it in this situation. So let's let's chat about it, and let's go get it for you. Yeah, because I was told that you couldn't double dip because any funds that I, I make, the insurance company is able to take off. So if I were to make any severance, but then my argument was if I would have settled – one month afterwards and still continued on with my benefits for three months and got hurt afterwards, they would have paid me. So generally speaking, and there's some, there's some courts that support this, including one of my cases, uh, said that damages for wrongful dismissal, which is what this would be, is not something that, that allows the insurance company to deduct. So we can work out a deal where you can get your severance and still get your disability benefits. So that's why... Uh, I want to have you reach out to me. Let's connect and let's get this uh, resolved. Okay. It's been a year and six months. I know I got two years, right, to deal with it? Yes, two years. So let's not let that time expire. All right. All right. I'll uh, get in touch with you then. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate your time tonight. And here's that number. You probably got it. But just in case, one eight five five eight two one. 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Still got a, a couple minutes to go here. Want to get into some of these the very, very common questions that you get all the time, Lior. First one, and we discuss it all the time, have for a year and a half. Can my employer fire me or put me on an unpaid leave? There you go if I don't get vaccinated. Got to reiterate this again because it's unclear. It's it's unclear, and it's been the most common question I've gotten since I, I would say you know August of, of 2021. Uh, so can my employer fire me? Can they put me on an unpaid leave? Well, it's 
not I mean I get asked that all the time but the real question is not can they the real question is what happens if they do because you can't stop your employer and and a lot of people feel very strongly oh my it's illegal to fire someone it doesn't really matter because illegal or not you can't stop that from happening what what happens if your employer puts you on an unpaid leave or lets you go is you are owed compensation so illegal or not it's going to happen if your employer tells you if you don't get the vaccine you lose your job you will absolutely lose your job if you don't get the vaccine but that employer is still going to have to compensate you that employer may not intend to compensate you may not realize that they have to but they do so if you lose your job if you're put on a non-paid leave that's a termination your owed severance that severance can be as much as 24 months pay so that's what you have to keep in mind I'm going to grab an email here from Jason with you. Uh, still got some time. Jason says, hey, Lior, I just received notice that our business has been sold to another company. No one has told me if I still got a job, can I get severance? Well, at some point, he'll know if he has a job, right? And right. until that happens, he has to continue working. At some point, he'll, he'll know. If he has a job on the same terms with the buyer, then it's fine. He continues working. If he's out of a job because of this situation, or if he's offered a job on very different terms, then he's going to be owed severance. So at this point, no one's told you what your status is. You find out, but you will know at some point, right? It's not like you're going to not know if you have a job. Either you do or you don't. If you lose your job as a result of a sale of a business, you are owed severance. The seller has to pay you severance. If you continue working with the buyer, then your employment is continuous. So that's how that works. And once you know, if you do if you do find yourself out of a job, give me a call. Let's get to Don quickly. He says, uh, Leor, I work in software sales, get paid commission. For the next fiscal year, my targets and quotas have been increased. I expect that my compensation is going to take a big hit. What do I do? So this is a, a significant change to terms of employment. So the employer may not directly be reducing pay, but they're doing something where the net effect of it is the person is making less money. Anytime compensation is affected, we're looking at a constructive dismissal. As long as it's more than you know 10% or so, it's a constructive dismissal, even if it's not a direct pay cut. So he can accept this, uh, or he can treat it as a termination and pursue severance. Or he may tell his employer, I don't know how this is gonna impact me, I'm gonna try it for the next six months, see how it goes, and at that point, if it is truly a pay cut, he'd still be able to pursue it as a constructive dismissal. Any uh, final words, pal, in the last minute of the show as far as vaccine and mandates and all that are concerned? People still wondering? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a tough situation. Uh, I want people to always focus on what can happen if the employer does something. Uh, you know, people are sending their employers letters, liability letters and threats and saying there's this statute and that statute, none of that applies, okay? It's really about severance. If you lose your job or are suspended, you're owed severance. So you have to make the decision always, am I willing to lose my job or not? And that is it for a Wednesday. We'll be back here on the weekend. Thank you for all the phone calls, emails, help at employmentlawyer.ca, 1-855-821-5900. That's the number. And finally, the website, free and anonymous, full of information and contact pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show. Stick around, though. She's coming right back. Alex Pearson and On Point continues right here.
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.